Hi, my name is Anthony DeSimone, and this is the Yen Podcast. And you're listening to Entrepreneur's Island, which is that island that many entrepreneurs and small business owners place themselves on because they're convinced their problems are unique and no one can help. This podcast is all about sharing those problems, those very common problems, and offering solutions. Small causes can have large effects. That is the concept behind what American mathematician and meteorologist Edward Lorenz coined as the butterfly effect. The concept was derived from the metaphorical example he used that the minor perturbations of the flapping of a butterfly's wings in Brazil can set off a cascade of atmospheric events that several weeks later spurs the formation of a tornado in Texas. Lorenz discovered the effect when he observed that runs of his weather model, a computer simulated prediction tool, would fail to reproduce the same results if he made seemingly inconsequential rounding of variables in the formula. A very small change in initial conditions had created a significantly different outcome. The butterfly, several weeks in advance in Brazil, was his metaphor for rounding those variables in his formula. In other words, using his metaphor, if he were to ignore what would appear to be the inconsequential flapping of the wings of a butterfly several weeks earlier in Brazil, he could never reproduce the creation of the tornado in Texas. Small causes, the leading indicators, can have large effects, the powerful results. Key performance indicators, or KPIs, are the fluttering butterflies in your small business. They are the small leading actions that result in creating the tornadoes in your business such as higher revenue, higher profit, and improved cash flow. Every employee, now listen closely, every employee from the highest level executive all the way down to the receptionist should have KPIs assigned to them. By creating KPIs for each employee, it's far easier to judge their performance and and compensate them for a job well done. Gone, gone will be the days of arbitrary year-end employee bonuses. You'll never have to do that again. In order for key performance indicators to be effective, they need to have the following four components. You got to have this. First, you have to have KPIs that are in the employee's control. If they're not in the employee's control, it's going to be very hard for them to get them done. Two, they need to be leading indicators, not lagging indicators. And I'll get into that a little bit later in this podcast. Number three, they need to be measurable by the employee. So you want the employee not only to be in control of them, but must Track them as well. Must be easy to track them. And then four, they need to be congruent. They need to be in alignment with the overall company goals and strategy. You want everything your employee is doing 
to be working towards the overall company goals and strategy. Well, unfortunately, most small businesses do not have KPIs for their employees because in many cases, they don't have job descriptions to explain what their employees should be doing in the first place. And even if they have job descriptions, they don't have a list of results that they expect from that employee at the end of the year. So it's typical for many business owners to default to revenue or profit as a KPI. However, revenue and profit are lagging indicators. In other words, revenue and profit are created using historical data. It's already happened. It's too late. If the company is creating the goal to increase revenue or profit, changes to activities that precede the results of revenue and profit need to be made first. KPIs need to be leading indicators. They need to be the flapping butterflies that lead to the revenue, profit, and cash flow tornadoes. So how do you create an effective KPI? It's really not hard. It's really not hard. First and foremost, it needs to be an activity that is in the employee's control, as I said before. This is why using revenue as a KPI is a terrible idea. For example, if a company decided that they wanted to increase company revenue $2 million from 10 to $12 million in 2018, most employees, almost all your employees, especially the admin, like receptionist or bookkeepers or, or the HR department who have no control over generating revenue, will just ignore it and continue to do their job the way they've always been doing it. Even salespeople would struggle with a overall revenue KPI because in order to accomplish an increase in revenue, there are leading activities that if performed by the employee will greatly improve the odds of achieving the revenue results. It's up to the company to create them for each individual. I recently worked with executives of a company who wanted to create a KPI for a new product. So I asked them, I said, what, what KPI did you have in mind? And they mentioned they wanted a $10,000 sales per week KPI. Now, as you just heard in this podcast, knowing that revenue is a lagging indicator, sales is a lagging indicator, I sat them down and performed the following exercise. <clears throat> I said, $10,000 per week of sales is a lagging indicator. So tell me, what is the activity that immediately precedes a sale of your product? And they said visits. The more visits to a potential customer's house, the greater the chance of getting a sale. So I then asked, what precedes visits? And they said leads. What precedes leads? I said, and they said follow-ups. The more follow-ups, the more leads, the more visits, the more revenue. And then what precedes leads? And they said contacts. Then finally, I asked, what precedes contacts? And at that point, 
they discussed items that were no longer in their control, such as getting the company to increase the marketing, advertising budget, or improving the website. So increasing the number of contacts was the most leading indicator that was in their control. And that's when I suggested that the real KPIs for the sales staff should focus on the number of contacts. And then we can look at follow-ups and leads and visits. So once we had the list of KPIs, we determined the benchmarks for each level. Working our way down, assuming they have approximately 33% conversion, they felt nine visits would be necessary. Using the same approach, leads, they needed 12, follow-ups, 30, contacts, 60. We now had weekly expectations for the three salespeople and KPIs that the company felt would lead to $10,000 in weekly sales. So setting KPIs for the sales team tends to be a little bit easier because there's this uh, direct effect on sales. But what if it's an employee with administrative duties? What then? Well, I have another example. I'm working with customer representatives of a software company. And they do not directly generate revenue or sales for the company. So when the company shared its plan to grow revenue by 20% in 2018, the customer rep managers were left without clarity on defining their department KPIs. When they asked me to help them create KPIs for the department, the conversation went something like this. I asked them, how do you define success for the customer representative department? So after some discussion, they said, achieving client satisfaction. And then I said, well, if, if that's the case, what actions do the employees of the department, of the customer representative department, need to perform to successfully satisfy the client? And again, after some deliberation, they said response time, touch points, and communication. So I said, great. What would you consider an acceptable response time? And they said getting back to the customer within 24 hours with either an answer or a time frame when they will have an answer. And so I said, perfect. Now what about touches? We would like our customer reps to have four quarterly meetings, so four phone remote type meetings, and two visits, two physical visits to the customer each year. I said, great. And then communication. What about that? They said, we want to produce a quarterly blog that will be emailed to all the customers with the latest updates. Great. In just three one-hour sessions, they created three KPIs that they felt would ultimately result in great client satisfaction. So for the first time in this company's 20-year history, the department finally had created leading indicators in the employee's control, indicators that were easy for each employee to measure and track and they were congruent with the company's strategy for growth considering happy clients mean recurring business. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. You just need to define 
What is success for that group? And then you need to break down that definition so that we can make it measurable for the employee. So now these employees and the customer rep, they understand that what they need to do is respond to the customer within 24 hours. Four meetings with the customer over the phone, two face-to-face meetings, quarterly blog, and now it's up to the managers to create an accountability structure so that they can make sure that it's happening. It's not hard. It's not hard. And if these customer representatives are doing that, then guaranteed that is going to help make a happier client and help improve the business, improve sales. Because it's something that they're not doing today. They're going weeks without responding to the client at times. And now they'll go 24 hours. No more than 24 hours. That's a huge leap. So each member of your team should have two or three KPIs that properly measure their performance. There will no longer be a need for arbitrary year-end employee bonuses. You will now have a system in place that will allow you to bonus employees for accomplishing activities that ultimately result in achieving your company's goals and strategy. Just like the butterfly effect. KPIs are the small causes that create the large effects that impact your business where it matters most. It's a new year. So get started on creating a company-wide KPI system or give me a call and I'll be so glad to help you and I'll get you there faster. I hope you have a great day. Happy New Year.